Section 6 of The Adventures of Reddy Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader and Aaron Walden doing the Merry Little Breezes. The Adventures of Reddy Fox by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 23. Granny Fox Has a Terrible Scare Old Granny Fox felt her heart sink way down to her toes, for she felt sure old Mr. Buzzard had seen Farmer Brown's boy and his gun over near the house where Reddy Fox was nursing his wounds, or he wouldn't have advised her to hurry home. She was already very tired and hot from the long run to lead Bowser the Hound away from the green meadows. She had thought to walk home along shady paths and cool off, but now she must run faster than ever, for she must know if Farmer Brown's boy had found her house. It's lucky I told Reddy Fox to go inside and not come out till I returned. It's very lucky I did that, thought Granny Fox as she ran. Presently she heard voices singing. They seemed to be in the treetops over her head. Happily we dance and play all the live long sunny day. Happily we run and race and win our lose with smiling face. Granny Fox knew the voices, and she looked up. Just as she expected, she saw the merry little breezes of old Mother West Wind playing among the leaves. Just then one of them looked down and saw her. There's old Granny Fox. Just see how hot and tired she looks. Let's go down and cool her off, shouted the merry little breeze. In a flash they were all down out of the treetops and dancing around old Granny Fox, cooling her off. Of course, Granny Fox kept right on running. She was too worried not to. But the merry little breezes kept right beside her, and it was not nearly as hard running now as it had been. "'Have have you seen Farmer Brown's boy?' patted Granny Fox. "'Oh, yes, we saw him just a little while ago over near your house. Andy Fox, we pulled his hat off just to hear him scold,' shouted the Merry Little Breezes, and then they tickled and laughed as if they had had a good time with Farmer Brown's boy. But old Granny Fox didn't laugh. Oh, my, no, indeed!' Her heart went lower still, and she did her best to run faster. Pretty soon she came out on the top of the hill where she could look, and then it seemed as if her heart came right up in her mouth and stopped beating. Her eyes popped almost out of her head. There was Farmer Brown's boy standing right in front of the door of her home, and while she was watching, what should Reddy Fox do but stick his head out the door? Old Granny Fox saw the gun of Farmer Brown's boy pointed right at Reddy, and she clapped both hands over her eyes to shut out the dreadful sight. Then she waited for the bang of the gun. It didn't come. Then Granny peeped through her fingers. Farmer Brown's boy was still there, but Reddy Fox had disappeared inside the house. Granny Fox sighed in relief. It had been a terrible scare, the worst she could remember. End of chapter 23 Chapter 24 Granny and Reddy Have to Move I don't want to move, 
whined Reddy Fox. I'm too sore to walk. Old Granny Fox gave him a shove. You go along and do as I say, she snapped. If you had minded me, we wouldn't have to move. It's all your own fault. The wonder is that you weren't killed when you poked your head out right in front of Farmer Brown's boy. Now that he knows where we live, he will give us no peace. Move along lively now. This is the best home I have ever had, and now I've got to leave it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Reddy Fox hobbled along up the long hall and out the front door. He was walking on three legs, and at every step he made a face, because, you know, it hurts so to walk. The little stars, looking down from the sky, saw Reddy Fox limp out the door of the house he had lived in so long, and right behind him came old Granny Fox. Granny sighed and wiped away a tear as she said good-bye to her old home. Reddy Fox was thinking too much of his own troubles to notice how badly Granny Fox was feeling. Every few steps he had to sit down and rest because it hurt him so to walk. I don't see the use of moving tonight anyway. It would be a lot easier and pleasanter when the sun is shining. This night air makes me so stiff that I know I never will get over it, grumbled Reddy Fox. Old Granny Fox listened to him for a while, and then she lost patience. Yes, sir, Granny Fox lost patience. She boxed Reddy Fox first on one ear and then on the other. Reddy began to snivel. Stuff it, said Granny Fox sharply. Do you want all the neighbors to know that we have got to move? They'll find it out soon enough. Now come along without any more fuss. If you don't, I'll just go off and leave you to shift for yourself. Then how will you get anything to eat? Reddy Fox wiped his eyes on his coat sleeve and hobbled along as best he could. Granny Fox would run a little way ahead to see that the way was safe, and then come back for Reddy. Oh, poor Reddy! He did his best not to complain, but it was such hard work, and somehow Reddy Fox didn't believe that it was at all necessary. He had been terribly frightened when he had disobeyed Granny Fox that afternoon and put his head out the door, only to look right into the freckled face of Farmer Brown's boy. He had ducked back out of sight again too quickly for Farmer Brown's boy to shoot, and now he couldn't see why old Granny Fox wanted to move that very night. She's getting old. She's getting old and timid and fussy, muttered Reddy Fox as he hobbled along behind her. It seemed to Reddy as if they had walked miles and miles. He really thought that they had been walking nearly all night when old Granny Fox stopped in front of the worst-looking old fox house Reddy had ever seen. "'Here we are,' said she. "'What? Are we going to live in that thing?' cried Reddy. "'It isn't fit for any respectable fox to put his nose into.' "'It is where I was born,' snapped old Granny Fox. "'If you want to keep out of harm's way, don't go to putting on airs now.' who scorns the simple things of life, and tilts his nose at all he sees, is almost sure to feel the knife of want cut through his pleasant ease. Now don't let me hear another word from you, but get inside at once. Reddy Fox didn't quite understand all Granny Fox said, but he knew when she was to be obeyed, and so he crawled gingerly through the broken-down doorway. 
End of chapter 24 Chapter 25 Peter Rabbit Makes a Discovery Hardly had jolly, round, red Mr. Sun thrown off his nightcap and come out from his home behind the purple hills for his daily climb up in the blue, blue sky, when Farmer Brown's boy started down the lone little path through the green forest. Peter Rabbit, who had been out all night and was just then on his way home, saw him. Peter stopped and sat up to rub his eyes and look again. He wasn't quite sure that he had seen aright the first time, but he had. There was Farmer Brown's boy, sure enough, and at his heels trotted Bowser the Hound. Peter Rabbit rubbed his eyes once more and wrinkled up his eyebrows. Farmer Brown's boy certainly had a gun over one shoulder and a spade over the other. Where could he be going down the lone little path with a spade? Farmer Brown's garden certainly was not in that direction. Peter watched him out of sight, and then he hurried down to the green meadows to tell Johnny Chuck what he had seen. My, how Peter's long legs did fly! He was so excited that he had forgotten how sleepy he had felt a few minutes before. Halfway down to Johnny Chuck's house, Peter Rabbit almost ran plump into Bobby Coon and Jimmy Skunk, who had been quarreling and were calling each other names. They stopped when they saw Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit runs away from his shatter, so they say. Peter, Peter, what a sight! Tell us why this sudden fright! shouted Bobby Coon. Peter Rabbit stopped short. Indeed, he stopped so short that he almost turned a somersault. Say, he panted, I've just seen Farmer Brown's boy. You don't say so, said Jimmy Skunk, pretending to be very much surprised. You don't say so. Why, now I think of it, I believe I've seen Farmer Brown's boy a few times myself. Peter Rabbit made a good-natured face at Jimmy Skunk, and then he told all about how he had seen Farmer Brown's boy with a gun and spade, and Bowser the Hound going down the lone little path. You know there isn't any garden down that way, he concluded. Bobby Coon's face wore a sober look. Yes, sir, all the fun was gone from Bobby Coon's face. "'What's the matter?' asked Jimmy Skunk. "'I was just thinking that Reddy Fox lives over in that direction, and he is so stiff that he cannot run,' replied Bobby Coon. Jimmy Skunk hitched up his trousers and started toward the lone little path. "'Come on,' said he. "'Let's follow him and see what he is about.' Bobby Coon followed at once, but Peter Rabbit said he would hurry over and get Johnny Chuck, and then join the others." All this time Farmer Brown's boy had been hurrying down the lone little path to the home old Granny Fox and Reddy Fox had moved out of the night before. Of course, he didn't know that they had moved. He put down his gun, and by the time Jimmy Skunk and Bobby Coon and Peter Rabbit and Johnny Chuck reached a place where they could peep out and see what was going on, he had dug a great hole. "'Oh!' cried Peter Rabbit. He's digging into the house of Reddy Fox, and he'll catch poor Reddy. End of chapter 25 Chapter 26 Farmer Brown's Boy Works for Nothing The grass around the doorstep of the house where Reddy Fox had always lived was all wet with dew when Farmer Brown's boy laid his gun down, took off his coat, rolled up his shirt-sleeves, and picked up his spade. 
It was cool and beautiful there on the edge of the green meadows. Jolly, round, red Mr. Sun had just begun his long climb up in the blue-blue sky. Mr. Redwing was singing for joy over in the bulrushes on the edge of the smiling pool. Yes, it was very beautiful, very beautiful indeed. It didn't seem as if harm could come to anyone on such a beautiful morning. But there was Farmer Brown's boy. He had crawled on his hands and knees without making a sound to get near enough to the home of Reddy Fox to shoot if Reddy was outside. But there was no sign of Reddy, so Farmer Brown's boy had hopped up, and now he was whistling as he began to dig. His freckled face looked good-natured. It didn't seem as if he could mean harm to anyone. But there lay the gun, and he was working as if he meant to get to the very bottom of Reddy Fox's home. Deeper and deeper grew the hole, and bigger and bigger grew the pile of sand which he threw out. He didn't know that anyone was watching him except Bowser the Hound. He didn't see Johnny Chuck peeping from behind a tall bunch of meadow grass, or Peter Rabbit peeping from behind a tree on the edge of the green forest, or Bobby Coon looking from a safe hiding place in the top of that same tree. He didn't see Jimmy Skunk or Unc Billy Possum or Happy Jack Squirrel or Digger the Badger. He didn't see one of them, but they saw him. They saw every shovelful of sand that he threw, and their hearts went pit-a-pat as they watched, for each one felt sure that something dreadful was going to happen to Reddy Fox. Only old Mr. Buzzard knew better. From way up high in the blue-blue sky he could look down and see many things. He could see all the little meadow and forest people who were watching Farmer Brown's boy. And the harder Farmer Brown's boy worked, the more old Mr. Buzzard chuckled to himself. What was he laughing at? Why, he could see the sharp face of old Granny Fox peeping out from behind an old fence corner, and she was grinning. So old Mr. Buzzard knew Reddy Fox was safe. But the other little people of the green forest and the green meadows didn't know that old Granny Fox and Reddy Fox had moved, and their faces grew longer and longer as they watched Farmer Brown's boy go deeper and deeper into the ground. Reddy Fox has worried me almost to death, and would eat me if he could catch me, but somehow things wouldn't be quite the same without him around. Oh, dear, I don't want him killed, moaned Peter Rabbit. "'Perhaps he isn't home,' said Jimmy Skunk. "'Of course he's home. He's so stiff and sore he can hardly walk at all, and has to stay home,' replied Johnny Chuck. "'Hello. What's the matter now?' Everybody looked. Farmer Brown's boy had climbed out of the hole. He looked tired and cross. He rested for a few minutes, and as he rested he scowled. Then he began to shovel the sand back into the hole. He had reached the bottom and found no one there. "'Hurrah!' shouted Peter Rabbit, and struck his heels together as he jumped up in the air. And the others were just as glad as Peter Rabbit. Johnny Chuck was especially glad, for, you see, Farmer Brown's boy had once found Johnny's snug home, and Johnny had had to move as suddenly as did Granny and Reddy Fox. Johnny knew just how Reddy must feel for he had had many narrow escapes in his short life. You can read all about them in the next book, The Adventures of Johnny Chuck. End of chapter 26 and end of section 6 
and end of the adventures of reddy fox by thornton w burgess recording by aaron walden and john leader